10 being very safe and then one being unsafe. How do you guys normally feel on the night out? Probably like 9, 10. Probably like 7. 9? 6 or 7? Because I'm gay in that. Like it's like, <laughs> it's like so weird to kind of say that. But like since I am, it's, I don't know, it just kind of feels unsafe sometimes. I would say an 8. We're from Belfast, so it's definitely more unsafe there. 5. Because I think it's highly likely that I'll get spiked. From the word on the street here in Edinburgh, you're listening to Frontline Student, the student podcast made by students for students. Hi from Jamie. Hi from Anna. Aloha from Oscar. In this episode, we're delving deep into the question of safety on student nights out. Coming up... And put the napkin over the cup, so that way if somebody tries to put something in it, it'll be through the napkin and you can tell. We call in security... And if it's serious enough, right, the police would get called as well. And this is very much from the university. It's an initiative from the university to keep people safe. Whether you're studying or having a party or whatever, you should be able to go out and feel safe. So going back to our friends on the street, the general consensus, Oscar, is that people feel pretty safe on a night out, right? And listening to people in Edinburgh, however, it doesn't seem to be 100% safe. Yeah, so as we kind of heard in the interviews, the general consensus is that people are feeling safe about 50 to 80% of the time, which kind of brings the question as to why people, especially women, were feeling unsafe the other 50 to 20% of the time. These interviews, as you can hear, led us on to spiking. What kind of anti-spiking measures would you like to see taking place regularly throughout Edinburgh bars? I would say closed drink tops, but a lot of it happens with needles. In Belfast, a lot of the problem are with bartenders themselves. So if they make the drinks in front of you always. How did the venue uh, deal with that situation like when you, when you got spiked? Uh, I just lay outside like drooling for like an hour and then someone carried me home. Yeah, it doesn't seem all that long ago that the news was filled with headlines about spiking especially in 2021, where at least one of these incidents actually happened at a student union. So I'm really excited to speak to people who know more about this. It's some tragic and gut-wrenching reading when you get into it. With some cursory research, you can see that 70% of those surveyed who think or knew they'd been spiked did not raise it with the police or the bouncers of the venue. This report is coming straight off the UK Gov site. We have spiking stickers, we can apply it to the drinks. Hello, my name is Matt and I've been bartending for a year and two months. When it comes to action, if a customer speaks to us and if they've been spiked, we call in security and if it's serious enough, probably the police would get called as well. We have like a health corner where we take customers aside if they need help or if they're feeling unwell. You can come up to the bar or security or anyone and order an Angela shot or speak to Angela. So we're like, oh yeah, we'll get we'll get Angela to speak with you and then take them aside discreetly and ask them what's wrong. So do you know, like, obviously as an Uber driver, you take a lot of students out. So if somebody's too drunk, you're then left to get them home safely. So how do you kind of deal with that? If this person is too drunk, I'm not taking because if they become sick in the car, it's our responsibility to clean. Those individuals, they need to be take care of their own self. Like you know, if they have friends or family, whoever's coming with them to night out. When they becoming aggressive, they want to attack you. They have attitude issue. They don't know which in which state they are. The situation they cannot control. 
People in the streets in Edinburgh said they feel kind of safe overall. So we've been looking into initiatives that have been born to help students stay or feel that they are safe. So this got us thinking, what are universities, or more specifically, student unions, doing to support students? We went to talk with Edinburgh Napier Student Union and spoke to its president about what they do. It is a completely confidential and unbiased service. And it's all free. And we work pretty much on an appointment basis, but depending on the situation, we do vary that. We are a charity, which is completely different from the university. Anything that comes to our notice stays within us. It's all confidential. So if students think, okay, these guys are in the university and it's not right to speak of things like that, anything that you speak to us, unless you want us to notify the university, nothing goes out. We have something from the university called Safe Zone. Safe Zone is an application if you're registered as a student. And if you see and feel something is not right, you click the button, you get three options. There's well-being, there is emergency, and there is police. And this is very much from the university. It's an initiative from the university to keep people safe in the campuses and on off the campuses. Somebody will get in touch with you and they will ask you what the situation is and they would direct you as to what can be done immediately to get you safe. The app is something we purchased over the summer. Russell Wardle, security manager, Edinburgh Napier University. Basically a tool students and staff can download, which means they can immediately ask for security assistance for anything from sort of serious emergencies down to if they're lost on campus and first aid. It also has a wellbeing button, so if you press that button, it has all the options available that the university provides. I just wanted to get to ensure the students have something which they're more comfortable using in an app form rather than picking up the phone and having to call us. It means that they can immediately get our assistance while using an app. Edinburgh is exceptionally safe. It doesn't mean things don't happen, but I want to make sure that even that 1% chance that our students are protected, and that's why we've, we've uh, purchased this app. The Safe Zone app is a really interesting approach. It's used by a lot of universities. It's actually been rolled out across the UK. Um, another example, Edinburgh University backed a campaign in 2022 to 2023 called A Good Night Out, run by its students, and looking into improving student safety. But do you not think a lot of this has been kind of reactionary based on what happened the previous year, Oscar? Yeah, so I worked in student union clubs and bars during my undergrad. Towards the end of 2021, start of summer 2022, and especially freshers 2022, there's a lot more posters dotted around venues. This also came with more training on spiking for bartenders. Anna went out to talk to a local initiative now called Strutsafe. Hi, you've reached Strutsafe. How can I help? Hi. Sorry, uh, I'm just on my way home from a night out. Oh, sorry. Is it okay if I just call because I'm out alone? Absolutely, that's what we're here for. Founded in 2021 by a group of Edinburgh-based friends in response to an increase of street violence, Strutsafe began as a walking service. There was a buddy system where volunteers could assist people home if they didn't want to be alone. And it's now entirely a phone line. A decision made due to the sheer volume of people across the UK who simply wanted to hear a kind voice at the end of the line. Michelle is the Director of Strategy for Strutsafe, which means that she sits on the Board of Directors and is part of the leadership team there. Michelle, how can students benefit from Strutsafe? So we get lots of calls from students, especially, at, you know, right now we're talking, it's pretty much just gotten out of freshers. And we got a lot of calls from people who were brand new in a brand new city, didn't know anyone, going out to lots of freshers events and were having to find their way home in an unfamiliar environment. 
And uh, we were really glad to be able to be there for, for freshers and for new arrivals in a city. We don't have to talk about what you're scared about. We can just chat. You know, we chat about all sorts of things on the line. You, you know, the, the conversations we have, they're so random yeah. sometimes. <laughs> but that's because sometimes you don't want to be thinking about how you're walking and you're out and you're scared. You want to be just chatting to someone to have a friend in that moment. If you're a listener and you're interested in getting in touch with StrutSafe, but you don't really know who you're going to speak to, Michelle tells me there's a whole host of different people who are involved with the initiative. I can think of a few who have said to me, oh, the reason I signed up is because my kids are at uni and I wanted to know that I could help kids like them who are out. But it's not just physical health and well-being that StrutSafe help people with. They allow people to access services which transcend safety at night and begin to look into helping people in the library or for whatever reason struggling to meet the demands of their studies too. So if you are having a really hard time of your mental health while you're at uni, then we can recommend you some really great helplines that are specialist mental health helplines. I was also interested to know how different attitudes towards students affected the service. There is kind of a perception that students are irresponsible, go out drinking all the time, and that somehow that can lead to quite victim-blaming mindsets. This idea that, oh, well, if you're going out and about, if you're a young person who's going out and having fun, then on your own head be it if something happens. And I just think that's a really awful attitude. I think it's really great that you are doing this um, to try and speak from a student's perspective, because I think the best way to get a realistic portrayal of what it's like to be a student is to actually ask the students. StrutSafe are open on Friday, Saturday and Sunday between 7pm till 3am on Fridays and Saturdays and 7pm till 1am on Sundays but they're hoping to expand these hours in the new year. That's actually me here now. Thank you so much. No worries at all. Glad to hear it. Call StrutSafe on 0333-335-0026 Follow us on social media at StrutSafe and visit strutsafe.org to find out more about us or to make a donation. Strut safely. Yeah, I have to say I love the initiative. And it's really good to hear as well that it was born here in Edinburgh. But behind it all, it is maybe pretty sad that this kind of initiative should have to exist in the first place anyway, right? Yes, no, it is. I think the journey of StrutSafe is a really interesting one because the reason why it began was due to the rise in violent crime that was happening, especially in Edinburgh. But its existence has soon marked the beginning of a UK-wide community of people who are coming together, helping not just vulnerable people in the early hours, but students, former students and parents alike are getting involved to just be an ear for all who need it. Mm -hmm. I think it's really good that we've got apps like StratSafe and phone lines and advice for students. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for this episode. Remember, you can reach out to us. What do you think about some of the issues raised in today's episode? You can comment and share your stories on Frontline Student. Yep, and it is important as well to remind you that you can access help in your own universities or with student unions, so reach out to them for advice as well. Yes, so from a night in to a night out, just how do we pay for all of this? The cost of living crisis has pushed students into even more precarious situations. According to a recent survey by the Higher Education Policy Institute, more than half of them are taking up part-time jobs alongside their studies. How is the cost of bread, butter and beer affecting you, amongst other things? We'll be delving more into the cost of living crisis in our next episode, here on The Frontline Student. 